My brothers and sisters, no matter what it is that you go through, understand that God is able to deliver you, and he'll never put more on you than you can bear. So come on and help me sing this song, Wondering. Hello and welcome to the Know Your Bible YouTube broadcast. I'm your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr., pastor teacher of the Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church, domiciled right here in Shreveport, Louisiana. Due to the stay-in-place order, I'm coming to you by means of video, and I trust that I will be received by you wherever you are, and I know that I will. You can look forward to the Word of God coming to you each week. You will see information on the screen telling you how you can mail in your tithes and offerings to Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, zip 71119. Or you can send your tithes and offerings using the cash app. So look for that information on the screen below. Now let's get into God's precious word. I'm excited. I trust you are too. It's time for the word. <laughs> Hello, beloved. This is Bishop Fred A. Caldwell Sr., pastor teacher of the Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church, domiciled right here in Shreveport, Louisiana, and the host of the Know Your Bible International radio broadcast. I greet all of you all this day in the awesome name of our Lord and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who is mighty to save. He is yet alive. On today, I want to talk to you from a very special subject, and I trust that you will find solace and that you will find deliverance and that you will find much needed uh, biblical understanding about the subject matter in which we are going to be discussing today right here on Know Your Bible YouTube. I call your attention to the book of Acts, the 26th chapter, and commencing at the 24th verse. And as he thus spoke for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself, much learning doth make thee mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knows of these things, before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him, for this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost. Thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that thou not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am except these bonds. And when he had thus spoken, the king rose up and the governor and Bernice and they that were they that sat with them. And when they were gone aside, they talked between themselves, saying, This man doth nothing worthy of death or of bonds. Then said Agrippa unto Festus, This man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed unto Caesar. And I call your attention back to verse 28, Acts chapter 26. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. 
almost persuaded. Now, isn't that amazing? Almost is not good enough. Almost persuaded to be a Christian is not academically correct. It's not socially correct. It is not spiritually correct. It is not correct at all to rebuke the word of God and to reject the joys of knowing Jesus. Agrippa here is a king. He is King Agrippa. He's a Gentile ruler. And here the apostle Paul was arrested in the temple and there were those Jews that had tried to kill him. Paul was protected by Julius. And in Paul being protected and Paul appealing to go to Caesar to appeal his case, he comes across most noble Festus and he comes across King Agrippa. King Agrippa gives Paul the opportunity to speak for himself. And Paul starts out in speaking for himself he declares also the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to the most noble Festus, but actually to King Agrippa. Festus was there in that assembly with Bernice and the governor. And so Paul had what you would call an appeal and an opportunity to speak forth the word of God. And so Paul did and started with Moses and the prophets. And back in verse 22 of Acts 26, the Bible says thus, having therefore obtained help from God, this is Paul's testimony, I continue unto this day witnessing both to small and great saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show forth light unto the people and to the Gentiles. So here Paul declares a witness of the gospel to that assembly of um, people that were gathered there in that session. He declared the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful thing to speak truth to power. It's a wonderful thing to tell the governor, to tell the president, to tell the mayors across this country about Jesus, the only one who can save them. And the first that was raised from the dead. Now let's deal with this almost persuaded. I said earlier that almost is not good enough. When men have the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, that is God Almighty giving them an opportunity to be saved. And the Lord said himself, the day you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. So Paul here 
is depending on King Agrippa to know what the Jews' plight is and was. Because he's, he's playing on that, that King Agrippa, you should know. You should know these things. And as long as the gospel has been being preached right here in Shreveport, Louisiana, you would think that every citizen, unless they came from another place, should have heard the gospel. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook Live. It's on street corners. It's in churches. But I submit to you a lot of people have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ because I believe that after Sunday morning is over and the assembly has concluded with the benediction that we are shut mouth during the rest of the week and we talk about everything else except Jesus. I strongly encourage you as a believer to tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody where you got your salvation from because that is necessary for us to go into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. So Paul, in his preaching of this gospel and reaching out, believing that King Agrippa should know these things, Paul is playing on what he thinks would draw Agrippa to Jesus Christ. And so Having that said, in verse 27, King Agrippa, Paul says, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? Now that's the word there. I know that thou believest, giving him the benefit of the doubt, right? And then in verse 28, then Agrippa said unto Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Now, that's a hard act to follow. You almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Now, some theologians would say that Agrippa was saying that you're going to tell me about Moses and the prophets in just a few words. And I got my own religion. I have my own things that I believe. Man, you almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Persuade means to take words, actions, or deeds and change somebody's mind with it. You know, so some theologians are saying here that when Agrippa said, almost persuaded down to, uh, me to be a Christian, that he's saying, do you think I'm going to change my religion on just these few words that you have spoken here today. You expect me to be persuaded to change my mind? <laughs> to come out of my own mindset and to follow this Christ whom I have not met and whom you want me to meet? You don't have enough words right here today to almost persuade me to be a Christian. Now, I've agonized over this for a hot minute. And I want to know what is wrong with King Agrippa because he has a problem with being a Christian. 
What's so bad about being a Christian? It would seem to me that Agrippa would want to be a follower of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's what it would seem to me. But you know, when you're the king and folk are bowing down and worshiping you and you're getting everything you want to eat and the king's word have power, could it be that this is a ruse? Could it be that King Agrippa is saying almost persuades me to be a Christian? Could he be saying that because he does not want to lose the influence that he has over those that are in this session with him? Bernice and the governor. Sometimes we have to assess what it is that we are willing to give up to follow Jesus Christ. Could it be a ruse? Could it be just something that he wants to say so that those around him that he has influence over, that he will not be able to win them over if he was a Christian? Could it be that he would have to give up his seat of power? Let me ask you a question. What are you willing to give up for the cause of the gospel? Because it's going to cost you something. I remember when I turned to Christ, I was 27 years ago. I was 27 years of age, and that was 47 years ago. I had to give up the world. I gave it up because I found out that it was not serving me. It was not serving me well. And I was on my way down for the last count. And my I had one nostril above water and I was going down for the last time. I was a junkie and a drug dealer and my life was a mess. And I had no hope and I had no gospel and I had no understanding about who Jesus was. I was just moving from paycheck to being loaded on the weekend, and that was my life. And I had nobody around me that was telling me that I could have a better life and that I needed to give up what I was doing in order to have a greater hope, in order for faith to enter into my heart. Oh, but when I met Jesus on that Wednesday night, that I went home to commit suicide. I was willing to give up those nightclubs, and I did. I was willing to give up running those streets, and I did. And I'm so glad that I did because it was not a hard sell to me to follow Christ. I'm not perfect, and I won't be, but I made a decision 47 years ago when I was 27 years of age, and now I'm 74, and I'm so glad that I made that decision. And you know, I read in the Bible where Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, when the disciples had returned with great joy, announcing the fact that the demons were subject unto them through the name of Jesus Christ. And Jesus told them, Okay, it's good that you're rejoicing, but rejoice rather because your names are written in heaven. Man, that ignited something inside of me. My name is written in heaven. 
And I've come to understand it's written in the book of life. And because I have accepted Jesus, that it will not be blotted out. And today is the day that you need to be persuaded to become a Christian. And, and I, I am confident that Jesus Christ is the way, he is the truth, and he is the L-I-F-E. He is the life. He has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Now, King Agrippa was having a problem right here because Paul gave him the benefit of the doubt that he knew about the prophet's writings and that he knew about Moses. What was Paul getting at? That there is coming a prophet, there is coming one that is able to redeem Israel. Come on, Agrippa, you know that. You, you know about Moses that led over 2 million Jews out of Egyptian bondage. Come on, King Agrippa, you know that. King Agrippa, you know about the miracle in the wilderness. <laughs> How six days a week, God gave them bread from heaven. And on this sixth day, they had to draw enough bread for two days because there was no work to be done on the Sabbath. Come on, King Agrippa. Come on, King. Get with the program. Tell all these people that's sitting up here on these seats with you, Agrippa, that you know the scriptures. You've heard about Jesus. Come on, King. Let today be the day of salvation. And let right now be the acceptable time. And King Agrippa said, almost you persuade me to be a Christian. What was wrong with Agrippa? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, you'll find these consecrated words. But the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The Apostle Paul is saying right here that maybe no matter how much King Agrippa might have wanted to do it, he is a natural man. And every natural man is every man that's not born again. Because if man is born again, he's not a natural man. He is a carnal man. Which means then that the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Just like God gave King Agrippa an opportunity. He's giving you one right now under the sound of my voice. And you know what? After they heard the Apostle Paul, they got up and marched out with pomp and circumstance. The governor and Bernice. Will you walk out on the word today? Or will you yield your heart to Jesus and say, Lord, save me? He's mighty to save. He's awesome. He wants to save you. The day you hear my voice, the Lord said, do not harden 
your heart. He said, man, you almost persuaded me to be a Christian. He should have yielded and trusted God for his future. We need to trust God for things that we believe, but yet do not see. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That day, King Agrippa walked out on God's invitation to salvation. Can't you hear Jesus saying, even to you today, if you're not born again, come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let, let my word persuade you to win you over to start thinking this way, that you can be saved and that I want to save you. Not tomorrow. I want to save you right here, right now. Right here, right now. I want to save you. But you will have to come unto me. All you that are trying to do it on your own. All you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Agrippa said, you almost persuaded me. He should have allowed his heart to be opened by the Spirit of God. I, I was troubled by that. I, I, I took this king at some point in my sleep before I came to talk to you about this. Over the last week, I've been agonizing over what happened to King Agrippa when he marched off of the stage of human history. Did he ever come to be a Christian? I don't know. I hope he did. I agonized over King Agrippa because he turned his back on the Lord and we don't know what happened to him. We don't know what happened to him. I hope he got redeemed. I hope he got persuaded. I hope that something happened to him in his life that he actually remembered the testimony of Paul and gave his heart to Jesus. I really hope that he did. Almost persuaded, but not persuaded because evidently he had another agenda. What about you? Will you allow the Holy Ghost today to persuade you to give your heart to Jesus or you have something else more important to do than to stop for this moment in time and accept Jesus? Do you realize that this is the most important decision that you will ever be called upon to make in your whole life? What is that? What are you going to do with Jesus? That's what that is. Do not let this day pass you by until and unless you be redeemed. And last but not least, there is a man in the Bible called Abraham that stands in stark contrast to King Agrippa. Let me read this to you in Romans, the fourth chapter, and commencing at verses 17 through 22, you'll find these consecrated words. As it is written, 
I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who giveth life to the dead and calleth those things which are not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, talking about Abraham, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Listen, and being fully persuaded, I love it, I love it, and being fully persuaded that he, being fully persuaded that what he promised, talking about God, he was able to perform. Now here Abraham is fully persuaded. His mind is worn over to the fact that if God said it, God will do it. And he called him the father of many nations. And Abraham was fully persuaded, worn over, and did not make it a hard sale. He was fully persuaded that what God had promised, God was able to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. God put righteousness onto his account. Verse 23, now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us, hallelujah, also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. And there you have it. There you have it. Imputed righteousness because we allowed ourselves as believers now to be persuaded. And not just persuaded, it said fully persuaded. Will you let God fully persuade you today that Jesus Christ is the only way to get to God? Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Let God win you over today to this way of thinking. Well, God bless you and God keep you. I trust that you have given your heart to Jesus today if you have not already done it because today is a great day. It's the day of salvation. It's the day to be saved. Amen. Don't be almost persuaded that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life but be fully persuaded that righteousness might be imputed to you because Christ was delivered for our offenses, but thank God he was raised again for our justification. Well, God bless you and God keep you. So many of you have been concerned about your tithes and offerings and so many of you have already begun to do it, but those of you that are concerned about it, you can send your tithes and offerings to Greenwood Acres Full Gospel, 7480 Greenwood Road in Shreveport, Louisiana, zip 711 
Or if you want to go online and do it, go cash out. Dollar sign, Greenwood Acres, FGBC. Cash app, dollar sign, Greenwood Acres, FGBC. And God bless you and God keep you. This has been an edition of Know Your Bible, YouTube. And we trust to see you around the next time for God's word that is infallible and trustworthy. God bless you and God keep you. And you have a great day in the Lord. Hello, this is Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr., pastor-teacher of the Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana, and the host of the Know Your Bible International Radio broadcast for the past 35 years. And this is your opportunity to sow your good seed, your tithes and your offerings, and your free will offerings into where you are being blessed by God's precious and life-changing word. So sow your tithes and offerings and love offerings to Greenwood Acres, 7480 Greenwood Road in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's Greenwood Acres, Full Gospel, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, zip 71119. Or you can send it by cash app, dollar sign, Greenwood Acres, FGBC. That's by cash app, Greenwood Acres, FGBC. And watch God open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing that you shall not have room enough to receive. And oh yes, by the way, he will rebuke the devourer for your sake.